Hello everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 203 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Lord, we are grateful and thankful for another day of life you've given us, Lord, and uh, what a blessing it is to wake another day, Lord, and uh, be able to live life, Lord, knowing that uh, we trust in a God that is sovereign above all things, Lord. Father, thank you for my brother, the Brain's uh, fellowship. Uh, thank you for his friendship, Lord. Uh, thank you for his family as he uh, is uh, living life out there in the East Coast. Father, I pray, Lord, as they are expecting uh, pretty severe weather, it seems, Lord, out there in the neck of his uh, in the neck of his his woods. Father, I pray, Lord, that you keep uh, that it's not damaging, Father. Whatever uh, the weather shows, Lord, that is not too bad, Father. And we pray that you keep uh, him and his family safe, Lord. And uh, we pray that your hand is upon him, Lord, and uh, thank you again, Father, for allowing him to uh, have the time to do another podcast, Father. I pray that whatever we speak, whatever we uh, share, Father, it, that, it be, that it is a blessing to those that uh, listen, Lord, and we pray, Lord, that uh, it benefits their life and their walk, uh, uh, their Christian walk, Lord. And also, Father, help us, Father, to continue to do this, Father, for your glory. And thank you for allowing us the time to do it, Lord. We praise you and thank you in all things, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother, brother. So you're gearing for some weather out there, huh? Yeah. Of course, it's shooting across the, across the continent of the United States. Uh-huh. going to be hitting. Uh, it's stretching all the way from the Panhandle, Texas, all the way up to almost into Canada. All the wow. way, all yeah. way across, yeah. and um, you know there. Uh, so snow, heavy blizzards predicted for the uh, Midwest and the Northeast, and uh, tornado, very uh, flooding, tornado, and heavy storm conditions for the Southeast. So, Whoa. the entire country is going to get uh, hammered on this one, and absolutely. There's three systems. This is the first one, and there's two more after that. Oh, wow. And on the third one, which would be um, a week from now, um, we're looking at the possibility of snow out here. Snow? Wow. It's going to hammer, uh, you know, uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, and the eastern part of North Carolina, which we would – it looks like we would be included in that, uh, stretching across Appalachians all the way into Charlotte. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. That is some crazy yeah. weather happening. And it, like you <laughs> said, it's all across the United States. Uh, we were just talking right before we started. San Diego, you know, we've been getting record uh, weather as well. You know, we're in yeah. Santee, you know, East County. We were in right. the low 30s. <laughs> that's pretty cold yeah, for San Diego. Yeah, that's for, for San Diego area, yeah. So we it's been a, it's we been were, rather cold. But hey, bro, you know what? Global warming, right? Right. That, yeah. yeah. Well, they you know, they changed that to climate change. Yeah, it's climate change now. Because yeah. it wasn't worse. It was really global warming, right? Yeah, yeah it's climate change now. Yeah. 
So, but, uh, yeah, we were in the 20s. And, wow, uh, that is cool. In the, you know, uh, early in the morning, it's like in the late, high, high 20s, low 30s, jumps up into the uh, 50s. Mm-hmm. I actually got up to 45 today, and I was in short sleeves and felt like it was a summer day. <laughs> <laughs> felt like a summer day in the 40s. Uh, <laughs> no, so, no, but weather has been, yeah, rather uh, weird. Uh, we've gotten this, uh, I don't know if you saw the phenomenon on all these uh, high tides lately, too, in San Diego. Uh, throughout yeah. the California coast, there's been yeah. a little like mini tsunamis happening. <laughs> you know, so, you guys have had the most unusual weather I think I've ever seen for San Diego. I it's been, I was you're right. I originally went out there in 1980. Uh huh. And then I was you know to 80 to 85, uh, actually 84. And then um, back in I went back in 85. And I was out there until, you know, a couple of years ago when I mm-hmm. came out here. And we never, I mean, we had storms come through every once in a while. And we'd have flooding in Mission Valley, you know. Oh, but yeah. nothing yeah. like what you guys have been getting lately. No. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's been yeah. quite quite different <laughs> than the yeah. past. So, but praise well, the Lord, this too shall pass. <laughs> this too shall pass, yes. Yep. So, uh, give me a California report other than weather. What's happening? Uh, outside of weather, we are, uh, let's see, what have I read lately? Nothing severe off the bat. Uh, I think the last time we had our, our podcast, we talked about Trump being uh, 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 the judge coming out and saying that uh, the Democrats could not uh, Keep uh, Trump's, you know, name off the ballot for California. Right. So uh, Trump had a victory there. Uh, yep. They're continuing to push other ways to try and do that to keep him off the ballot or trying to discredit him and all that good stuff. That's going to continue on. Um, and then the last one was um, now the the league, uh, police officers have to tell you why they stopped you. And we got in a little bit of a discussion. You were saying, yeah, that wasn't my approach when I was policing. I was actually yeah. told them why I was stopping you. Uh, yeah. But I believe now it's like they have to tell you why they're stopping you. I found that that approach uh, was better as far as getting the co-op- getting cooperation from the driver. Yeah, right. You know, um, it, it eases their mind a little bit and you're, you know. If if you can help them understand that, um, yeah, as long as they don't come back with warrants or anything like that, right. and they know if they have them or not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it'll be this will be a painless experience, and they'll be on their way, you know. But that you know that helps ease their mind. But yeah, I I just I never liked the do um, you know why I stopped you approach. Sure, I, I just right. didn't think that was a good approach. But anyway, that was just you know every officer has their own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And what works for them. And that's what worked for me. So, And the latest one that I read about was California is trying to find ways to reduce traffic, bro. Because, you know, California is becoming like, what, New York? <laughs> like, well, L- like L.A. County? <laughs> Especially well, L.A. Yeah, County. Yeah, that's, that's called one big parking lot. Yeah, yeah. On the freeways. So... <laughs> 
the 405. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> right. You know, the, you know, those, those interstates, yeah, yeah, those freeways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently they want to use a think AI that's artificial intelligence uh-huh. can help with that. So I guess, uh, you know, they've acknowledged the problem with traffic. You know, it's such a familiar problem in California, blah, blah, blah. And it says state, so state officials want to harness the power of artificial intelligence to discover new solutions. And uh, the California Department of Transportation uh, teamed up with other state agencies is asking technology companies by January 25th to propose gen- uh, generative AI tools that could help California reduce traffic and make roads safer, especially for pedestrians, cyclists, cyclists and scooter riders. Generative generative AI tools such as chat GPT can quickly reduce text, images, and other content, but the technology can also help workers brainstorm ideas. So you kind of get the gist of how they want. And, you know, lately AI has been, you know, the new technology that it's at, you know, way advanced and it's able to bring about solutions to many problems in the digital world, (laughs) I should mention. So what do you think as far as what you know about AI, brother? Is this this something interesting in trying to reduce traffic? Well, Because because you know what they're doing? They're pushing less cars that's why it the, the fine print says scooters cyclists and pedestrians <laughs> okay that helps me that helps me that last little part that you gave me helps mm-hmm. me. 15 minute city that's what they're pushing absolutely and they're absolutely. using they're using the traffic issue as a catalyst yeah to to push that they always come in the back door and push that door. We're going to, we're going to solve this problem, but they're going to create a, a, a nightmare in the process of solving it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, um, 15 minute city, they're going to tell everybody to give up their cars. And of course they've been trying to mandate the electric cars. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Do, now have they, do you know if they have any electric school buses out there yet? There are some in big cities like San Francisco. I think there's a section in LA and somewhere else they have a trolley system and the buses run like the trolley system, you know, with the cables on top and they have the electricity running through them. They have mm-hmm. those type of system, but they're only they're limited to, you know, a handful of cities. Now, well, the trolleys are on tracks, they're right. safe. But they're buses that have those power lines running through the main city. And that's how they run the buses. Okay. It's electrical. They don't have uh, ionized battery powered buses. I believe they have some sort of battery, but I don't know if it's ionized batteries, to be honest. Well, those things have been exploding. Yes. And the cost to replace them, (laughs) it's even worse. (laughs) What about the cost of, oh, you know, 30, the lives of 30 school kids? I know. I know. When it blows and within, you know, five seconds, five to ten seconds, it's engulfed the entire bus. That's fast. That's like, wow. There's video on YouTube Mm -hmm. of of these buses exploding overseas. Wow. 
Um, and there was, I saw one, it was a passenger bus and that thing, you saw a little bit of smoke come out and bang. I mean, within seconds, that thing was engulfed in, in flames, man. And the bus behind it got around real quick and got out of the area. But, yeah. um, th- these electric vehicles are very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're blowing up in garages and causing house fires. Uh, if they're parked next to a bunch of other electric vehicles, they, they go up in sequence. Mm. Um, you'll lose, you know, six to 10 vehicles in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a spontaneous combustion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they are not safe. And yeah. they should, you know, uh, and, uh, I watched a video of a guy who was old school mechanic. Used to he actually helped invent the Hemi engine, as a matter of fact. Mm, okay, and he was uh, he was saying, wait, well, not the he didn't invent the Hemi engine. He helped to invent, helped to create the four twenty six Hemi, which was very famous. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he was he did a video on these, and he was talking about that and how unsafe these vehicles are, and he compared it. To the Ford Pinto. Do you remember the Ford Pinto? Oh, my gosh. Do I remember the Ford Pinto? (laughs) Yeah. I do. And you know what I do, bro? I used to work with a friend of the family. He had a a window cleaning business. And guess what his vehicle, you know, it was a Ford Pinto. No, no, wait. So it was the regular two-door sedan, right? Okay, okay. He crashed that. He crashed that. And guess what he bought next? Another Pinto. And then that Pinto ended up getting total and then got some money. And guess what he bought? He bought Another. the Pinto station wagon, bro. <laughs> Those things, if you hit them in the rear, they'd, they would explode. Oh, yeah. They were done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. How, many, how many lives were lost? Yeah. Because wow. those things, the gas tank would explode on those things. Mm-hmm. They were not safe, you know. Right. It was like the Vega, the Chevy Vega. Remember that? Oh, those Vegas. If you got hit in the front, the engine would come through the into the passenger. It would go right through the passenger. Yeah. I I had a new. I knew somebody in high school that was seriously injured because he's driving a Vega and he got hit, and you know the engine ended up in his basically in his lap. Oh man! Yeah. You know. So you know these. Look, here's the point. Government doesn't care about you folks, and neither do the manufacturers. They don't have your best interest at heart. Yeah. And when they're pushing these electric vehicles, sorry, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Musk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but your Teslas, I don't trust them. Yeah. It's a great and idea. It's a great idea. You know, but like you said, it, it, they still have not stand the, 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 you know, uh, uh, the test of time. I mean, there's still coming issues. There's recalls all the time because there's something going on, you know? So Yeah. But uh, I see these, uh, you know, they do the delivery up and down the street here. Uh, Amazon. I noticed oh, they have the electric. Those vans. Vans, yeah. Yeah, yeah they have I'm them wait- here, too. I'm waiting for one of them things to go kaput <laughs> in my house one day. Anyway. And, and, uh, talking about that, brother. Well, before you jumped in on your next thought. Just think about California itself. When all this fails, you know, we're going to use AI now to try to figure out our traffic. What happened happened to that that BART system that they were going to create? 
that's gonna was gonna go pretty much up and down California. How many how many billions that they you know were invested in it? And where is that Bart at? The fast train to nowhere. Exactly. Where is that at? It's where's that? Uh, well, where's the money? Oh, uh, it was laundered. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's in the pocket of a bunch of very rich politicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and like I say, they don't care about about us. Right. They don't care if a bunch of school kids are killed in an exploding bus until until the pressure comes down on them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great point. You know, if it makes them look bad and they've got to do PR now, now they care, right? The manufacturer right. doesn't care until they get, you know, they get sued by multiple families for, you know, millions upon millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Th- then they care, you know. Right. And that that's how it works. So when it starts hitting their pocket, <laughs> right. So we have to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So the point is. If they bring out a product and, and you have, you're suspecting, you know, I don't know, I think I trust that product, whether it be a shot or an electric vehicle, trust your gut and do yeah. your research. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut and do your research. Because just because the government says it's safe and effective, that doesn't necessarily mean it's safe and effective. Okay. <laughs> Just yep. because the manufacturer says, oh, these are perfectly safe vehicles, there's no problem, doesn't mean they're safe. Right, right. I mean, example A, they'd say the shot was safe and what? Effective. <laughs> Effective. What has happened <laughs> since then? Uh, well, I guess it depends on how you interpret safe and effective. I think it was effective in certain ways, <laughs> in doing certain things. Right. <laughs> that, that that people didn't like a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, it was effective in that, but uh safe and effective, yeah. So all you know, I mean government's really good at coming up with acronyms and slogans. Or yeah. naming a bill oh it's the it's the <laughs> children's uh right. it's a children's bleeding heart bill, right? Uh-huh. You can't. How could you ever not vote for the children's bleeding heart bill? Right, right. Because in reality, it's it's a bill authorizing genocide. You know, mm-hmm. it's like absolutely. You know, it's like, but you call it a name that that, that you know gets everybody emotionally worked up, right? Mm-hmm. Right. To support the bill. Uh, but so yeah, it's a matter of trust, and you you can't trust. The manufacturers, and you can't trust the government. The only person you're going to have to, there's only two people you're going to have to learn how to trust mm-hmm. yourself and God. <laughs> you can trust God. Absolutely. And if you listen to your gut, you can trust yourself. <clears throat> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody so, else is suspect. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Everybody else is suspect. Exactly. Yep. So that's another thing we're having here in California. And the last one that I came across, apparently that minimum wage is going to go up to 20 bucks an hour, bro. Guess what? When I first started working as a young lad, I remember I was making $4.25, brother. And after the first year, I got a little bit of a bump. 
I got a quarter, so I was making four fifty my after my first year. <laughs> I think my first job, I was making a dollar and something an hour. Wow. Yeah, I think I remember it was like a dollar something an hour or something like that. Yeah. Oh, how times have changed, huh? A lot. Yeah. yeah. So now and minimum price, wage is going to be 20 bucks. Prices have changed. My Absolutely. first car was a used Ford Granada. I think it was less than a year old. It was maybe a year old. Uh-huh. Maybe a year old. Low mileage. Uh-huh. Mint condition. Yeah. It was owned by an old guy that unfortunately passed away. Uh-huh. Guess how much I paid for that car. Now, now think about a brand new... Think of uh, what's Ford putting out now that would be comparable. Um, an Explorer. Okay. 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 Think about a, a, a Ford Explorer. Okay. So a brand new Ford Explorer now, it'll cost you, well, today's price is probably about 40, 50 grand. Easy. So how much uh, do you think a one that's a year old uh, sitting at the CarMax would cost you? A new what? A Granada or a Florida? No, no, Florida. no, the, the Explorer. Yeah. Oh, right now uh, that's what I'm saying. Forty to fifty grand. Forty brand, 50 grand, brand new one, and depends on what uh, you know what you want in the vehicle. But there's well, this one specific one. Let's say forty. Let's say forty. My Granada was decked out. It was really nice. Uh-huh. Okay. Four thousand dollars. I was gonna say it was probably three, four, five thousand. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Four thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, we made less money in our paycheck, sure. but th- things were cheaper. Yeah. Now, did you get it cash, or did you have to make a a, a monthly payment? No, we bought it cash. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Very cool. As far as I, yeah, I was wondering what the what the monthly payment would have been on that car. Oh, uh, on a $4,000 car like that, back then it would have been like a four-year payment, uh, four years of furthest you could go, I think, back then. Yeah. Uh, maybe 100 and something, maybe 200 a month. Yeah. yeah. Now you're looking at, you know, what, 12, 1500 a month on some of these vehicles? Ooh, yep. It's like a one-bedroom apartment rent. Yeah. Yeah. It's off. The so <laughs> this, the point is, raising minimum wage doesn't solve anything. Mm. It just causes everything to go up. The the the, yeah. the, um, the business owner isn't going to take that hit right. and lose all his profit. Mm-hmm. He's going to pass that on to the customers. So, yeah, I I understand they were complaining about the price of a Big Mac out there in California. Mm-hmm. They've gone up too high. They've gone up high. When you get them on special, I believe you can get two for like seven bucks, maybe. When it's on special, if not, you're paying seven bucks just a sandwich. And the reason is twenty bucks an hour on minimum yep. wage. Yep. And guess what? How many people got laid off from their jobs because it went up and uh, on the minimum wage oh. went up? A lot of people. And guess and what how, you do? Guess what? I don't know if you have them out there now in, in your neck of the woods, but when you go into some McDonald's here, there's machines up front where you can just order. You can punch in num- numbers. and right. Yeah, they're doing that. Uh, some places are doing that here, too. Um, but most places here, I still see, you know, teenage and young mm-hmm. 20-year-old kids uh, serving you, you know? Right. Yeah. 
Uh, the only place here I've seen the machines were at the movie theaters. Mm, okay. The movie theaters are doing it out here. But everybody, like the fast food restaurants and stuff, you can walk in and somebody actually serves you. Wow. But the, but the minimum wage here isn't outrageous like it is in California. Right. And so the prices aren't as high. Right. Gas right now here in North Carolina is about two, well, over where I get my gas, Regular is about two seventy seven, and and my car has to have premium. Yeah, I can't put anything but premium in it. Right, but it was like three seventy six, I think, for premium. Wow, it's 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 either close to five or just uh, above five are uh, premium out here, and depends where you get it too. Yeah, yeah. so. Does anybody in California study ep economics? <laughs> <laughs> so they say they study economics. I don't think they understand it. That's the problem. <laughs> you got you got Cal Berkeley, you know, the big fancy school, UCSD, UCLA. Mm -hmm. I worked at UCSD at one point, um, but uh, uh, great place to work, by the way. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, apparently they don't understand economics. <laughs> yeah, no. Mm -mm. No, it's, it's, it's planned. It's planned. Absolutely. It's, I it's agree to, 100%. Mm -hmm. It's to push. The, California is ahead of the rest of the country when it comes to pushing the UN agenda uh -huh. and the 15-minute city agenda out of the – it's a 2030 agenda, and uh, the, the goal is to – get everyone into 15-minute cities where everything is within 15 minutes of you. You're living in a, you know, a box of an apartment, mm -hmm. small apartment, boxed in on these high-rises, and uh, nobody can own a car. So electric cars are going to go, too. They know electric cars are going to fail. Mm -hmm. it's, just a, it's just a means to an end. Yeah, right. And then uh, they'll have their own transportation and it will be ai mm -hmm. ai will be transporting people around in uh, self-driving vehicles of some sort right um because they've been really working on that really hard mm -hmm. you, you might get on a some kind of a uh you know how you go to the airport and they got those Things you can step on and they carry you a long way without you. Walking. Oh yeah, yeah. The the flat escalators or the yeah, the flat uh, escalator type uh -huh. stuff. You might hop in like a almost like a Disneyland ride type of vehicle. Uh huh. And it'll just take you through a corridor. Yeah, yeah. It goes from one end to the other. To <laughs> right. And then you hop in another one to come back. You mm -hmm. know. I mean, that's what they're picturing. You will own nothing and be happy, according to Klaus Schwab. Mm -hmm. And guess what that is. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. In Star Trek, they have no money, right? Right. Right. And everybody pursues that thing which they, you know, they, um, you know, are most passionate about what they want to go do. Mm -hmm. um, but in Star Trek, they actually have freedom. Mm. They go do things, you know. Yeah. Right. But they're not monitored every second of the day. What, Klaus Schwab and the boys, Bilderberg Group, the Bohemian Grove, WHO, uh, UN. Um, I mean, can I go down the list? Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, their idea is everything is monitored. 
you have a social credit score. Mm -hmm. And um, if you don't do everything exactly the way they determine you should do it, you get hit on your social credit score, and then you're right. not, not mm -hmm. able to, you know, and then they control all the food, they control the transportation, they control the jobs. It's, you're a total slave in yeah, the system. right. Yeah. That's what California's trying to push. Mm. Yep. And yep. that's, I mean, we've spoken about that agenda. And like you said, California is, it's a major, major uh, pusher of that. They're probably, yeah. they want to get there first. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, but the problem is for California is that what happens in California happens across the country doesn't work anymore. Mm. People, the other states are no longer following California. California's going to end up isolating themselves because other states are pushing back against that agenda. Yeah. Which, by the way, I know they try to get Trump off the ballot out there. New York, Colorado, and Maine, right? Uh -huh. Right. Well, guess what came out today? I saw it today. What's Texas that? is looking at kicking Biden off the ballot. <laughs> and Missouri and Florida have already acted to take Biden off the ballot. Mm. And they said if if the Supreme Court uh, decides that, uh, hey, you know what, they, they can take Trump off the ballot, then hey, then we, if that's the standard, then bye-bye Biden. We're getting yeah, ready right, to go off right. the ballot. You oh, know, yeah. uh -huh. so I, I don't, I couldn't even, I can't in any universe or time continuum <laughs> imagine the Supreme Court saying, yeah, you can do that because it's a violation of the Constitution. It's a violation of everything. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think this Supreme Court, for the first time in a long time, is actually paying attention to the Constitution. For a long time, the Supreme Court uh, mm -hmm. just totally ignored the Constitution for the most part. <clears throat> yeah. It's, uh, it's all very interesting. <laughs> I mean, everything yeah. that is taking place. Um, which, uh, you know, kind of, I mean, in many ways leads you to see how, you know, things are developing in our world as mm -hmm. we see all these things happening. But at the same time, for believers, I feel that it's more and more, you know, when you read scripture and start understanding how the world, the secular world operates and God, how God operates in his sovereignty. Mm -hmm. It's clear as day that whatever we read in scripture, we are to live in that regard and not be afraid, not be anxious for nothing. On the no. contrary, depend on the Lord. Seek him more because we need him more, right? Because we understand right. that the world's going to do, the world's going to world, right? They're going to do what they do best is sin and, you know, live like, like devils, right? But other than that it's so i mean everything that transpired i mean because don't you see it around or you hear in the hearsay from christians oh they're so afraid brother of the world we're living in they're so afraid of everything that is happening you know and then they start going into you know the end of the end of days panic oh you know it's happening the triple big tribulation here we go oh and it's like wait a minute why are you living like that hold on you're not understanding what the bible has taught us all this time 
on the contrary, we're to leave freely, especially here in the States. Man, we're not being persecuted like China is, the, the Christian Chinese. You know, we're not being killed or hiding underneath, uh, uh, you know, in basements to have a whole church. And we think we're the ones being persecuted. Right? So right. it's yeah. all very interesting how it's happening. I think the church is being put to the test, being refined. You know, and I think it's it's making, uh, I guess, for the sake of using this word, the, the bench warmer at church that just goes to church to mark his, you know, check. I was here this day uh, into feeling that way so that eventually there comes conviction in his heart that he needs to change his ways. He needs to change his approach to what he thinks, you know, Christianity is or his belief that he is saved, in other words. So what are your thoughts on that, brother? As we're talking about all these things taking place in our country, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Western Church is going through kind of a crisis. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the the Christians I'm around don't have any of that. I mean, they're mm, okay. Yeah, they're very bold and very confident. And, uh -huh. You know, they're re they're reformed, Calvinistic. Um, they're not dispensational. Right. Um, yeah, they're more covenant eschatology. Mm -hmm. um, they're either post-mill or on-mill, usually. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so they, they're just, you know, they're more digging into the confessions and more digging into the scriptures mm -hmm. and uh, really looking at how are we to live as Christians and how are we to... Um, Take the take forth the gospel. I mean, they're really focused on that. Um, how are we to honor Christ? Mm -hmm. You know, um, so they they dig, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's really good. But but you're right. A lot of that is out there. I see it on YouTube. I see it on other social media, and um, you've got uh, well, categories of them. Really, you've got the ultra dispensationalists. You know, the, we're, the rapture's coming any day now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, then you've got the prophets, right. the people claiming to be prophets, and they're making all these prophecies about 2024, 2025, right? Prophecies about Trump and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then you've got um, uh, the people who think we're going to go through the tribulation, that we, this generation, is going to go right. through the tribulation. Um, and so we got to get ready and store up food and, and, uh, the, you know, it's coming, it's coming and they're going to come for us and get that knock on the door and, you know, so be right, ready right. with your food, buy gold and silver, right? They, push <laughs> right. The, they really do. They push the gold and silver because money's going to go away and all this. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of it's based on really, really poor eschatology, mm, right. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so. When you have your eschatology straight, when you understand what the Bible actually truly really says about end times prophecy, uh -huh. you go, ah, and breathe a sigh of relief. Right. And you go, all that fear mongering I was dealing with is a waste of time, you know, <laughs> because right. none of it's true, you know? Right. Right. Once you understand what scripture actually says, and then you start going, wow, God could really have some great things for the future. Yeah. And I believe he does. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm thinking that 2024 is going to be the year that the globalists meet their demise. Mm. Okay. 
You um, see that? Um, now, what makes you say that? Because they keep losing at everything they're trying to do. Mm, yeah, and, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that they're trying to get Trump off the ballots, the fact that they're starting to attack Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, mm-hmm. And those two are very anti-globalist, right? Uh, and and the fact that um, they're going to do anything they can to shut down this election mm-hmm. tells me that they're not carrying out a very smooth and well calculated plan. It tells me they're in total panic mode because they know that things are going to crash and burn if they don't come up with something to stop the momentum of the uh, pushback that they're getting from the people. And so I believe that they're going to try some kind of an event, a pandemic, um, maybe an EMP burst to knock out communications. And and EMP EMP burst could be a means by which they could uh, do what I'm about to mention. Another means is, oh, there's too many patriot groups that are insurrection. You know, they're committing insurrection and they're a threat to the country. Mm. So any of these things, something of that sort, can be used to bring in martial law and shut down the election. Mm. And I wouldn't put it past this current administration to try something like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anything can happen, especially with this administration, as, again, we've seen what trans- has transpired the last four years. Right. So, yeah. So, so expect really weird, weird. I'm going to try this again. Really weird year, folks. Uh, this is Actually, be- I like the way you said it the first time. Really weird, weird. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, weird, weird year. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, it's, this is going to be. This is going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just um, get your popcorn out because we're about to have one heck of a year. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I agree one hundred percent with that. It's you know, and you see it. I mean, you see how people. We've just been talking about the last few episodes about how people are just fed up. They're fed up, bro. It's like we're right. done. It's like even to the point where uh, they own, you know, even same Democrats are saying, all right, dude, this this didn't work. (laughs) This is bad. We got to make a change. Everything they're trying is failing. Right. Which leads to question. Do you see a lot more? I mean, it's hard to tell because, you know, although a lot of them don't like it in spite of what has transpired, but they still hate Trump. So. With that said, how do you think some of these Democrats, are they not going to vote at all? Or are they going to vote knowing that it's not work? It's still not working. I'm still going to vote, you know, the same way because I hate Trump or not voting at all. Just like bypassing this election completely. The number of people that hate Trump is dwindling. Mm. Okay. It's going way down. People that did not like Trump couldn't stand Trump, anti-Trumpers in 2016, mm-hmm. and maybe even 2020, are now jumping on the Trump bandwagon. Mm, okay. So here's what I'm picturing. There's going to be a lot of switchover uh-huh. to Trump, and a, a lot of Biden voters from 2020 are going to stay home because they don't like Biden either. Mm, interesting. 
they don't like Biden either. Yeah. Um, and they remember under Trump, they may not have liked his personality, and that's usually what it was. They may not oh, yeah. have liked. They may not have liked his way of speaking. They defended them or whatever, but they look back and they say, "Good night. We're in a total disaster now. Our southern border is under total invasion, and the administration's doing absolutely nothing about it." Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, economies right. in a, co- economies in a free fall. I mean, you, you can go down the list. And they, they just just four years ago, everything was booming, yeah. and and the the, con- the economy was great, and the borders were secure, and you know the pipelines were flowing. We had energy, we were exporting, you know, yeah. manufacturing was starting to come back. That's what they remember, and they're going economically. We want Trump. Yeah, and they know that's what we need. Yeah. And so you're seeing a lot of switchover. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, Chicago, Democrats in Chicago were facing down their Democrat mayor and basically telling their Democrat mayor, you better get your act together or we're going to come down on you like a ton of bricks mm-hmm. and we're going to jump over to Trump. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, I mean, this is happening all over the country. Mm hmm. You know, and so the old paradigms don't work anymore. You know, yeah. Um, blacks are automatically going to vote Democrat. Hispanics are automatically going to vote Democrat. That doesn't work anymore. And if the right. Democrat right. Party thinks that's how it is, mm-hmm. they're going to get a huge shock in this election. Mm-hmm. But I think I think they're realizing it. They're realizing it. The, the The mainstream media outlets are in total panic. You can see it in their news shows. Yeah. And by the way, they're totally insignificant anymore anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they have dwindled to nothing. T- Tucker Carlson is doing better now than he was when he was with Fox News. Exactly. Starting his own network. Mm-hmm. And not only you know, Tucker, how many have we seen have left major, you know, uh, companies and they continue to be successful because they tell the truth? <laughs> because the people support them. And right. that's what they're scared of is that the people, the globalists knew that if the yeah. people ever wake up, that they are in big trouble. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's a great awakening happen, happening, mm-hmm. right? People are waking up all over the world. And, and they're pushing back. Mm-hmm. And that's why the news media is crashing because the people are abandoning them in, gro- in droves. Right. And going to the alternative media. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's other institutions. Like, well, you look at the, some of the major corporations. Where is Bud Light now? Mm-hmm. In a trash heap of corporations, right? Disney is losing billions of dollars because nobody wants to do anything with Disney anymore. Oh, yeah. Unless you're a pedophile, a sex pervert, or a far left liberal mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you don't want to change, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but everybody, the vast majority of the country don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Look at what happened to Target. It oh, became absolutely. a target. <laughs> target exactly. became a target. Target became right? a target. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and so, and DEI, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, Departments are being dumped in corporations all around the world, all around, all over the United States. Ever since the Supreme Court decision that said 
you you know, uh, it was his court decision dealing with uh, Harvard, and told Harvard you cannot um, pick students based upon diversity, mm. based upon inclusion, equity. You cannot pick them based upon their skin color. In other words, mm. you, you can't tell a white student who qualifies and has done really well. I'm sorry, you're white. You can't come here. Yeah. Right. And that and that's what they were doing. And the Supreme Court shot that down. Well, guess what? That opened up the door for all these corporations mm-hmm. to say, you know what? The DEI director, you're fired. Oh, and by the way, we're shutting down the entire department. Because these corporations know they're watching what's happening to these other corporations as they're crashing and burning. And they're going, We don't want to be them. Yeah. Right. We got to get rid of this crap before it takes us down. Right. The NFL is suffering. Oh, yeah. Uh, people still go, why would anybody go to an NFL game anymore? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, they're woke religious. <laughs> Excuse me. By the way, yep. wokeism was a religious cult. It is. You're right. It is. And I, I don't subscribe to their catechism. Mm-hmm. Nope, no, it's so they have really no is. power over me because I don't I don't subscribe to their religious cult catechism. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It's all very, very interesting, brother. And uh I was just thinking of uh, as we were talking some of these political points, going back to uh Trump uh and the California ballot, Democrats wanted him off. You know what the response was after you know, he was actually found like they said, no, you cannot remove him from the ballot. He is going to be on the ballot. Sorry. Well, they <laughs> California came out saying Trump is dangerously, dangerously unfit for office, but leave him on the ballot so voters can give him the boot. <laughs> That's the response. Uh, did the voters have any response to that? <laughs> Not yet, but even uh, our wait till know, election day. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. The, the, our, the more of that nonsense they do, oh the more my gosh. they hurt themselves. Oh, they're trying so hard. I mean, and even even more. even Newsom, you know, he came out. Uh, let me see. I'll find it right now. His statement was, there is no doubt that Donald Trump is a threat to our liberties and even to our democracy. But in California, we defeat candidates we don't like at the polls. Do you know why I think Trump will do better in the inner cities in California than most people realize? Why is that? Because the people in the inner city can identify with him. Oh, absolutely. He's like them. Mm-hmm. He got booked into jail. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They identify with that. Yep. Yep. That, no, that's, absolutely. That's, you know, I mean, that's gang culture. That's inner city culture um, where, you know, it's always a battle between the, the community and the police and all that kind of stuff, you know. Where, oh, absolutely. Bro, you know, before he became a can, president, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you remember, but during the height of hip-hop, the hip-hop culture, rappers, you right. name it, whether they were clean rappers, somewhat clean rappers, or nothing but gangster rap, they all right. idolized Trump because of what he was, what he became, right. and how laid back he was when it came right. to business. Right. You know, and so, they all yeah. know. They all know he's innocent. 
Oh, absolutely. So they identify him as being uh, prosecuted or persecuted by the man. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's their culture. And so what are they seeing in Sacramento? Oh, look right. at those look at those elitist rich snobs. Mm-hmm. They don't care about us, but Trump does. Yeah. This is why I think you I think so folks are gonna be shocked and surprised. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I could be wrong, but I mean I this is why I'm reading it. Yeah. What do you what do you think? Yeah, I I'm hopeful. You know, I'm hopeful yeah. that's the case. I mean, and I continue to say is he my favorite candidate? Absolutely not. <laughs> I can name you way better candidates just because of, you know, um, my belief, you know, uh, of what we are, what standard we hold ourselves to. Right. But at this moment in time, do I see any other candidate within the Republic uh, uh, um, Party, Republican Party, even coming close? Absolutely not. No, none of those are going to beat him. None of those no. are, are going to be able to take up on uh, the Democratic uh, candidate. So, but, no, it's going to be but, Trump. He's the only one. All but two of them are sick globalists. Trump and Ramaswamy mm-hmm. are the only two that are not deep state. Yeah, right. All the rest of them are bought and paid for. They're corrupt as corrupt could be. I wouldn't trust them as far as I could see them. I mean, Absolutely. Nikki Haley, she's corrupt. Oh, I that woman. Mm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with her. Yeah. No, absolutely. None not. of them. None of them. No, no. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, and that's, I think that's, we were talking about how he, you know, how people relate to him. And that's one of the things, too. He did not come from a political background. He played the political system because he knew all the little, tweaks and all the little you know all those you know he got away with a lot of political stuff because he knew how to play their game and he was honest about that when he was interviewing one interview he said no he said i I was able to do this especially on my taxes because there's always ways to get around these things and it's a legal way to do it i just i'm smart enough to know them when a lot of these people don't and it's like hey he played the game fair he he know he knows what it, and that's what we need in the you know as a president. I mean our our economy wasn't. I mean it's never been better than it was four years ago, bro. Right. Oh yeah. I mean my lifetime. I I mean even under Reagan when it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean it it didn't even beat what Trump had done. Right. I mean it was it was mind boggling. No, it was. Um, I mean, he was fostering peace with North Korea when everybody thought there was going to be a nuclear war over there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, you look at the stuff he was doing. He, and you know why? Because he wasn't doing the globalist playbook. Right. right. The thing that has kept us in all of these constant wars and conflicts and difficulties is the globalist playbook. Mm-hmm. Having peace is not that difficult. Yeah. If you right. have, if you, if you understand how to foster good economics and good trade, you can have peace. Why? Because you're dependent upon each other in your trade routes and in your trading. And, you know, when, you, when nations are dependent upon each other to bolster their economy, the last thing they want to do is go and pick a fight with the other nation. Mm-hmm. Right? 
I mean, it's really simple. But what do the globalists do? They they start wars to enrich themselves. And right. so they use heavy propaganda and uh, psychological warfare and deception, false flag operations, things of that nature, to get nations involved in conflicts. Mm -hmm. Then they fund both sides of it through corporations right. that they own, and they get super rich. And they don't care how much bloodshed it takes for the money to pile up on their desk. Mm. That is what's been, my whole lifetime, that's what's been happening. And it's time to put a stop to that, that nonsense. Mm. Great point. You know? mm -hmm. So if, if, if there are people in office who have godly biblical values, this nonsense would stop overnight. But if we're sitting around waiting for a rapture, we're not doing anything to affect the world in a positive way. Mm, great points. That is good stuff, my brother. Um, now, in way of closing, as Christians, how do we approach the world with that, I mean, in our minds, with that mindset? Do you What's mean the best? As far as carrying out that message of hope into the world we live in and with, with what you just said in mind. Well, the message of hope is out of the prophet Daniel. Mm -hmm. When, um, when the, the, the statue that represented Rome, I mean, I'm sorry, represented Babylon, mm -hmm. Persia, Greece, and Rome in his, in his vision is crushed. And the mountain grows out of that. That that mountain that grows out of that crushing of, of those empires is the kingdom of God. Mm. And in his vision, vision, that mountain continues to grow. It, it, the kingdom of God continues to expand mm -hmm. without end. And there's no empire that will ever be able to dominate it, mm -hmm. including the globalist. And so it's the kingdom of God that wins the fight, that wins the war mm. against evil, against satanic forces and all of that. Because it's really it's satanic forces behind all of these globalist agendas. It's not just mm -hmm. men. Yeah. It's men possessed of satanic visions and men demon-possessed and so forth. The, 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 there is a spiritual, uh, well, a dark... Um, supernatural aspect to this. Okay? Yes, right. So the Holy Spirit overcomes all of that. The light dispels the darkness. Mm -hmm. So the point is, is that sitting here today, looking at you know all of this stuff, this election coming up, and all of the hardships and, and craziness that we've been through over the last three to four years, regardless, the kingdom of God is still expanding. It's still growing in power. And it will continue to do so far into the future. And as we begin to wake up from what I would call the dispensationalist nightmare mm. and, and recognize covenant eschatology and understand that it is our purpose and our job not only to preach the gospel and to teach the nations the word of God, 
but to also have righteous government and and a righteous good business with having business ethics government having good godly ethics mm-hmm. to uh, so that the world can be a better place it, it's twofold it's mm-hmm. both uh it's both affecting the soul for eternity and affecting the world for regeneration because the 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 whole purpose is to bring the world back to its original form as in the uh, garden of eden to bring mm-hmm. the world back to how God had originally created it. That's Amen. a part of God's agenda. You know, the, the earth groans for that day of redemption, right? Mm-hmm. Just as we who are caught up by the Holy Spirit, you know, groan for that redemption that Christ gives us, right? Right. Uh, the, you know, we are to... Everything we are to do, we're to do it as righteousness and holiness, because Christ said, be holy as I am holy. And that includes in business, government, science, whatever we're doing, we are to be holy as Christ is holy. Amen. That's, that's so very important. And so uh, that's, that's a word of hope, is that I believe that's going to continue to expand, and the world will get better, with some bumps along the road. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, know, you get a pothole and you keep going. That's right. And then That's the road right. smooths out, you know? Amen. Amen. Good stuff. We, uh, uh, well, that was really good, by the way. Um, we were reminded this weekend at church of what, what worship is and the context of worship, meaning not just when you go on Sunday and you sing, but when you receive the message, when you apply the message, when you out and about in the world, what's worship? It's everything you do as a believer. And we were also reminded of the, uh, you know, the one question in all catechisms that you read about that they all agree upon. What is the chief end of men? And that is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. I think that is a big part, like you said, of us living life in this world with those principles that you just spoke about in mind and carry yourself. That's how we make a change in the world by glorifying God in everything that we do, standing on his truth, sharing the gospel, uh, loving our neighbor, loving our enemies, which is the hardest thing. Right. So uh, it was a great start to the year when it come, when it came to uh, hearing a sermon, it was a great start to how we are to carry ourselves and worshiping the Lord on a daily basis. And brother, those things apply exactly with every principle you just said, you know, every aspect of, uh, of living life in this world. Right. And by the way, you quoted the Westminster Confession. The Westminster, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly the one we uh, they used for uh, yeah. the chief end of man, that question, right? Because that's in, the, in there. Right. So, um, chief end of man, yeah, yeah. To glorify yeah. God and enjoy him forever. And I think some of the yeah. tweaks on some of them, it's like, uh, the chief of the man is to glorify God, and it'll say in all things, <laughs> and then enjoy Him forever. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I like that yeah. all in all things part because that's because a lot of the times it kind of leaves it open ended a little bit in all things. Well, what does all things mean? All the good things? How about the bad things? You know? And when I when you hear all things, 
guess what? Even in your circumstances, when you're a knucklehead and you fall on that ditch or you run into that bump, <laughs> yeah, wow. glorify him. Because even through that, we are we learn through that. We brings conviction, brokenness to our heart over our sinfulness. So I, I, I kind of like the extra wording when they add in all things. Yeah. All things work together for good to those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Yep. And what does all things mean? All things. All things. Good and bad. <laughs> good the, and the, bad. Exactly. The good times and the bad times. That's right. right. That's right. Works together for the believer. It all works together for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So good stuff, yeah, so bro. Hope. Amen. Amen. Anything else you want to add? Anything in your mind? Well, we'll save it for next podcast. How's okay. That? I think we sounds been, good to me. People to devour. So, um, so uh, all right, folks. So thanks for wa- watching and uh, remember support this podcast if you are listening on a consistent basis and you're enjoying it. Please uh, spread the word. Because we only, uh, this podcast only spreads by word of mouth. And uh, yeah, hit, hit the thumbs up and all that. We appreciate and love you. Remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. And we'll see you next podcast. And we'll definitely catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at TheVortexApologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.